Welcome to Paper Team, a podcast about television writing and becoming a TV writer. I'm Alex Friedman, aka TV Calling. I'm Nick Watson on Twitter at underscore NJ Watson. And today we are going to be talking about what it's like to be in a TV writing team. And with us today is a very special guest. Hey, I'm Kelly D'Angelo. My writing partner. I write with Nick. (laughs) It's going to be fascinating watching these two interact uh, in front of my eyes. So let's delve uh, right into the topic at hand. Uh, and can you guys tell us uh, about how you guys met? Was it at a restaurant? It was kind of like a meet cute scenario. <laughs> Bumped uh, into each yeah. other at a bookstore and yeah. dropped my books. Yeah. And, uh, I fell you, out of the sky. <laughs> when Kelly <laughs> met <laughs> Nikki? <laughs> um, yeah, I... Uh, Last year, I decided I had had enough of people. Um, just in general. Just in general. <laughs> Human I just, beings. I, I locked myself into a closet, and he broke me out of it, and the rest was history. And was a um, firefighter. No, um, no I, um, I had had enough of a lot of people just online off, friends, saying, oh, let's start a writer's group. Let's do this. Let's do that. And knowing me and my personality, I was like, if anyone's going to start a writer's group and actually be serious about it, it's going to be me. Um, <laughs> so I did. I uh, decided to reach out online and to friends to try to assemble a once a month writers group try to keep it casual and not too weekly you know uh, other ones were just more rigorous or less rigorous etc but I wanted something a bit more casual so I decided to do that I put out a little bit of a reacher online and got a ton of people to submit like 130 people asked me to join I my I think I group. saw it on the LA TV writers Facebook group which Kelly you may not know I think Alex was one of the founders of is that right one of moderators on oh, moderators yeah. right there you go right. that's, that's where I funny. saw it small so world. small world yeah um, yeah But then, yeah, tell us about how did you like whittle people down? It wasn't, I think I told you this before once, but it wasn't so much like I didn't ask for submissions. I didn't want to, I didn't want to make it too hoity toity, you know? I didn't (laughs) want to be like, oh, I know good writing versus not, you know? Who wants to read 130 scripts? (laughs) Forget that. (laughs) Isn't that the job of like every journalist assistant during staffing season? (laughs) But no, I, uh, I I, honestly, I, I did a little bit of research. Like I looked on people's walls to see if they were actually passionate about writing or had anything in photos or on their Facebook, anything having to do about writing. I also like, I think I did like a quick Google search just to see if they had any presence or talked about writing and other assets. Um, I just, I filtered. If someone had mm-hmm. mutual friends that I liked, it made sense to me versus somebody who didn't seem to be as connected to the TV industry. So uh, from that, I uh, what did you What did you find about me? I'm curious what the little like dossier oh. was. Uh, yours was Simpsons. Actually, uh, you had um, yes. <laughs> one word. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I went on your page and I saw that you had some Simpsons stuff posted. I'm like, oh, OK, like actual funny guy. <laughs> so it was sim- something as simple as that, you know, just yet another sh- thing. I have the Simpsons to thank <laughs> <laughs> all the things. <laughs> um, but yeah. And so I, I invited him along, uh, along with some people I knew and some people I didn't know. And yeah, from there, we like the very first week, I think we both had a sample that we put in um, for the group to read. And um, mine was my like animated sitcom. Mr. Doom and Kelly had a musical sitcom, uh, Jane Ostentatious. And so we read each other's stuff and just like loved it. We were like, oh my God, we have the same sense of humor. We mm-hmm. both had this like zany, farcical, over the top, like a little bit like British humor kind of style. And I was like, I want to write something with her. I think that'd be awesome. So we started talking about that. And then I threw a bunch of ideas at you in a coffee shop and we mm-hmm. settled on one that we liked and started writing. And that was that. Kelly, what was kind of your background in terms of writing and professionally before you met Nick? 
most of my experience, I mean, I went to, I went to college for it and everything, but I had been writing out here for years, working in different capacities on shows and in networks and things like that, mostly as a writer's PA or assistant or even just a office PA, just getting my hands dirty as I was working on my scripts. The, the real focal and the turning point for me, I would say, um, was, when I got offered a Sundance IA, IA writers uh, program and I ended up getting flown out to Santa Fe with some amazing other native writers and we got the opportunity to workshop, which really gave me um, the foundation and kind of the catalyst and the, uh, not just me as a writer to inv- invalidate me, which of course, you know, if you want to do it at any point, <laughs> you go it's boost. fine. Um, but it, it really helped to solidify me and, and my voice and just like give me that pick me up that I needed midway through. So mm. that's, and then I was also writing musicals on the side and working on that project because I also love stage plays and stage works and, and theater. So that's kind of where I came from when I met Nick. Mm-hmm. And I was literally in LA for like a month. I had just flown in <laughs> from down from Vancouver. Uh, I think I had just got my job on the Muppets as an office PA um, and just kind of stumbled into that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask, why, why did you like each individual decide to enter a writing partnership? Yeah, I had actually been looking for a writing partner uh, for a little while because one of the things was that I just wasn't finding the discipline to write on my own, um, particularly when I was so busy working as like a set PA and things like that. I'm like, I need someone to help keep me on task. Uh, and then the other thing was I had a lot of projects that I'd started to become like a little bit stuck on and some of them had strong kind of like female perspectives in them and I didn't want to presume to be able to speak for those or write for those. And so I really wanted to find a female writing partner who could perhaps provide that and be able to truthfully tell those stories. Um, so it was just kind of like serendipity, I guess, that I found someone yeah. who had the exact same style of humor as me who could also offer those perspectives that I think I was missing and had all the solutions to the roadblocks that I'd had in my shows. Yeah. The original reason I got together was just free coffee at Republic Free coffee. Um, no. Um, I, before I had met Nick in college, I had been working with a writing partner as well. And I found there was just so, in comedy, there's just such a benefit to having somebody else sitting there next to you who thinks similarly and can pitch well and, and pitch the same ideas and you're thinking the same jokes. And that's a very rare thing to find. I was lucky enough I did find that in college with somebody. I really liked the tone we had. And we had written a couple pilots together, but he, you know, went on his own way and, and just pursued different career. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I was kind of sitting around enjoying writing my own stuff, but still feeling like it missed that extra little oomph that I think that would take me from somewhere like to 100 to 110%. It's like finding that balance between someone who is similar enough to your style that you're on the same page, but yeah. then has their own perspective to offer on that as well. So, Maybe. you know, it's like having two brains in one. That yeah. That's exactly the benefit of it. And so when... So when I saw the opportunity to work with Nick and I was like, whoa, like he's actually funny and like, let's get excited, like, like let's get things moving. And I am somebody who does fast turnaround. I'm mm-hmm. the opposite. I don't sit on ideas. I'm not as precious. Like I turn out, turn out, turn out and write and write. Yeah. And I needed somebody who could actually dial me back of it and be like, whoa, let's take a look right here. Like, what, what are you doing in act two? Like things yeah. are moving too fast. Even when we're slow. writing scenes, it'll be like, Kelly's like, and then we do this joke and then this happens and that. And I'm like, wait, 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 this, this scene should have ended a page ago. Let's slow down. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Is that kind of the division of like skills and weaknesses of each? Is one is more like macro and the other is micro or is it also um yeah that's a good question it's funny because i feel like our hats change a lot yeah it depends on what like we can kind of almost like assign roles 
in each project that we take. So we alternate between who is actually sitting down at the laptop writing. And that often does change your perspective on it because you can see it on the page. You can see how long it's going. You can see how it looks. And then the other person's kind of free to jump up and roam around and throw ideas around. So maybe that frees you up a little bit more. But I would say in general, I'm really big on structure and uh, and all that kind of stuff because I had such a heavy kind of theoretical background. I did my master's in screenwriting. I taught it at a university and all that kind of thing. And I read a bajillion books about it. So that's what I'm always thinking of in my head. And Kelly has an improv background and she is just incredibly funny and off the top of her head will come up with idea after idea. So it's a nice little uh, contrast. I know I'm a genius, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we, it, there's, a, there's strengths, like you said, there are strengths and weaknesses, but I, I certainly think in a partnership, it's nice to have, I think, I think that Nick is inherently hilarious too and has great jokes and great ideas, but sometimes you need somebody else to solicit that out of somebody and, mm-hmm. and just like allow them to take a step back from where, where they think a lot and, and let that freedom reign. Mm-hmm. And I think that I've become much stronger in my structural elements as well, like just working with Nick. So it's a real benefit. Yeah. Like and I've been less precious about things and, yeah, and whatever yeah. and being able to just go with the flow a little more. I yeah, think. the other day he uh, he was like, it's okay, you know, if the spacing isn't perfect. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I like to do Crack that thing where, I, like, where I, I move what? like, uh, I will move lines down if it ends on an awkward spot. Like the same thing. Yeah, same I don't, exactly. It's just the thing, you know? Yeah, I feel like it, for the read, it's easier if it's all nice and neat. And uh, I'm like, I don't like this one word being on the end of the yeah. sentence. I'm going to move it even if it looks a little awkward. So I'm, I'm weird like that. But. I don't, oh, no, think, it's, weird, I don't think it's weird. I think I guess a lo- I, I can see why a lot of writers do it. I'm just, I'm one of those people who's just like, oh, that, I didn't even think about that. Like, I didn't even think about making it look pretty. Yeah. How was your first writing date? So you guys met at this group you hung out individually at that point at a coffee shop or at yeah, a public yeah, yeah we went to um basically like i had all these ideas i was sitting on and just kind of like was making some slow progress on it yeah and when uh, i saw him i'm like why are you sitting on all these like stand up mm. like get, get all the paper out really restaurant what are you doing <laughs> it didn't help that I, could, I couldn't write on it because my bum was on it but um <laughs> so yeah we just sat down at this coffee shop i opened up my laptop and i'm like all right i'm gonna pitch you like three different ideas that i've been working on um and i you know i want to see if they excite you as well and i think the very first one i pitched we got really excited about yeah <laughs> uh, which ended up being this animated sitcom pilot again called horsewomen which is about like the four horsewomen women of the apocalypse who try to end the world only to find the world refuses to be ended by women um so it's <laughs> and that's why i wanted you know kelly's perspective on that because i didn't want to be some guy assuming that i knew what it was like for women out in the world even if they are mythological characters <laughs> so yeah we just i was like oh look i've got these like characters i've got this setting i kind of like have an idea of the tone but i don't know how it's a show like i don't know what the engine is and i'm like you got any ideas and kelly just like came out of the gate with like a million things i think yeah literally a million and we had to, we had to like sit back and be like, okay, we were there for seventy three days. So yeah. She told me those ideas. So wait, is is uh, is James Franco gonna play you in your biopic about a seventy three days? I really appreciate the joke, Alex. I really my arm was actually trapped under a boulder while I yes. was uh, working on the laptop with my other hand. So. <laughs> yeah, and um, from there we we found something really fun. I think that like the idea of making something South Park esque for women was totally up my alley because yeah. I love South Park, and so we felt like it's something that wasn't really on the air like maybe since like daria had there been a properly mm, like female-led yeah. animated sitcom yeah a um, dark a very dark yeah. twisted version of it oh speaking of uh, south park do you guys know that currently at the paley center there's a exhibit for the 20th or 25th anniversary of south park yeah it's the one right they now. had at comic-con right and they moved it was to there or something? i didn't even yeah. know there was an exhibit at comic-con i 
I'm, I can't wait to go check it out, actually. I need it's really to. Good. <laughs> um, but uh, just to go back to that kind of pitching phase, uh, how do you guys work that? Is it just bouncing off ideas off each other? Or when do you guys arrive at a consensus? You know, what do you share? What do you yeah. not share? Well, that's a good question. We've Since we began writing, uh, we finished up Horsewomen quite quickly, actually. The turnaround was pretty good, decent. And mm-hmm. uh, we were straight into the next thing, like, what's next? What's next? Uh, we decided for just for the opportunity. Also, it's just good to have one. We we wrote a spec um, for Rick and Morty, which I'm we're very proud of. And when we mm-hmm. were when we were trying to come up with some new ideas here or there and write new things, uh, we we had like an arsenal of ideas. Like you know what I'm saying. Like, but mine my idea pitches were totally different than the way the Knicks were. Knicks were a little bit more fleshed out. You know, he he really ha- he really did focus a lot on like the engine of the story, whereas mine are more maybe one line pitches or something. Mm, I think. But. Funny. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. Butts are funny. No, they weren't quite that, <laughs> that one. Um, hey, this is a PG podcast. Like, no, no butts. Um, but yeah, and and so we we just kind of like bounced off one another. And then I told him like, hey, if we're gonna write a spec, let, I've had this idea in my head for a while, but I really think it's gonna be hard to write. Mm-hmm. And Nick was like, I challenge love it. accepted oh, for the challenge. Yeah. So we did write we did write something that I just like one line pitched. Yeah, it's basically like Rick and Morty get trapped in a, a multicam sitcom version of their lives and they have to keep the ratings up to make it out alive. That is amazing. And uh, it's, it's straight up like, it give, it reads like a multicam sitcom and it becomes Jerry's story. It's really fun. So yeah. It's really fun. Have you guys seen that? Uh, I think it was a Scrubs episode that was a spoof on like multicam. The whole episode is just a multicam when the show is obviously a single cam. I think I have seen a uh, bit of it. It's been a long time. But yeah, yeah, it's just this weird thing where like JD enters the hospital and there's, and there's this <laughs> laugh track and then yeah. applause when the janitor shows up we uh, had so much fun with all of those tropes and then <laughs> yeah. like subverting them and like playing with the idea that they were all meta kind of consciously aware of sitcom structure mm-hmm. and how they had to play into it to have good ratings and stuff and the networker interfering like it was just so much fun oh, that sounds yeah. awesome yeah it was really fun and then and then from there we were like okay new ideas and we kept pitching just- at this point like we, we we have a manager i had met him when i kind of first moved to la and he liked my stuff and then pretty soon after that i started working with kelly and mm-hmm. i was like yo man like let's <laughs> We're a writing team now. (laughs) So we kind of threw a bunch of ideas at him. He wanted something a little more like live action and grounded to be able to pitch us to live action shows. So uh, we started working on an idea. We didn't get quite as grounded as we had hoped, but it is live action. <laughs> it involves Muppets. <laughs> Muppets. He satisfied a action. very small <laughs> area of what he was asking yeah, for. Yeah, it's basically like, what if the kid from Never Ending Story uh, grew up 20 years later, he's like 30 years old, stuck in a dead-end job, and like hates his life, and he's still <laughs> escaping to oh the fantasy God. world. To like yeah. escape his real life responsibilities, so it's like Son yeah. of Zorn meets Never Ending Story, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah. so that's what we're so writing at the moment. We're it pretty is close really to good. <laughs> That sounds. We're, I mean, we're really, we're really a cocky team. Very modest. Right? <laughs> very yeah. modest. Uh, it will be the greatest show on oh, Fox. But yeah, so like our style. That's a, that's actually a really good point. Just kind of moving into that, like like the truth in our in our writing style. Just like as writing partners, you know, we can try to fit the bill of what other people want. And this is just a general writing statement too, but like as two, two heads are better than one. And the fact that we get both excited about something, there's that extra person that you can feel like, Oh, I'm doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. never, Neverworld's very big lofty concept. And if a, some executive or some manager was like, Hey, I don't think that idea will sell. How about you do this? You know, one person might be swayed more. So whereas we're kind of like, no, we know our voice. Like a micro lobby of like two people. Yeah, yeah. I've definitely had before I had a writing, partner i would have like an idea i'd get super stoked and excited about and then i'd go pitch it to a couple of my writer friends and they're like oh, i 
I don't get it. And I'd be like, oh, but now like there's that immediate feedback there. It's like, hey, what about this? And then if you just get that kind of like a guttural reaction, like you're laughing like, oh my God, that's great. Then we can just kind of dive into it and explore. And that's often what we do is we just like have a big brainstorming session after we decide on an Mm. idea. Like we'll have our notes lists of different things that have come up. And once we settle on one that really takes our interest, we make a short list kind of thing. We will just have a big brainstorming session like we did the other day. We started outlining a musical pilot. Mm-hmm. Um, and we literally just like, all right. And then we're just spitballing and we write everything down possible and then we'll end up refining it later. But it's just like every possible idea we've had from this premise and these characters and these people. And then we'll start to form that into a pilot or something. So, yeah. So, let's say you've gone through that brainstorming stage and you have a bunch of ideas. The next step is usually the outline process, which is very, it's very structural. It's very almost intellectual. It's obviously creative, but not totally creative. Mm-hmm. So, how do you guys split the the tasks or do you guys work in the same room, literally running linearly every scene or break it and, and next cards? How does that work? We do a lot of like literally writing next to each other, uh, looking on the same laptop or one person a laptop and one person but we're like so far we have mainly even from the early stages of brainstorming and pitching to outlining to literally sitting there typing the script we have done it sitting next to each other physically but as our lives have gotten busier and as we're starting to kind of like actually get some paid work and things like that and we have different pressures on us um we are starting to play with this concept of like giving each other like homework and you go away and you write some scenes and come back and then we'll put them in and later on when we go through and do a pass and a polish we can try and put them in the same voice and things like that so um we've had to do that more and more but in the early stages uh we were definitely trying to consolidate our work flow and and how we work together um, by literally being next to each other as we did it yeah and it it did work you know a lot of the times we're thinking the same thing or we're feeling so so there's not too much backtracking but then because we're both passionate people you can really get stuck sometimes and like Mm -hmm. oh this one line this one (laughs) line like we can't break it we can't break it and you're sitting there 15 minutes thinking about one line until he's like why don't we just save it for later and we're like okay yeah 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 Yeah. (laughs) like we'll do that that's definitely one thing i've had to learn because you can get into like a really big blow up over a minor line or something like that and it's really hard to pull yourself out of that that, like we have literally argued over prepositions like it's ridiculous yeah it's particularly like log lines and things like that we will just sit there and like fuming at each other like (laughs) i was gonna say what is the pettiest argument you guys have had with each other that was that it was we were trying to come up with a log line for like a comedy set in space and we couldn't decide whether it should be like the The. ah or like or, or at. We were like, it was like an hour long conversation. <laughs> I think at one point I like stormed out of the room. No, I didn't. But no. uh, it wasn't quite that extreme. But no, um, no, no. there is that. And so what we've had to learn to do as well in our process is be okay with something not being finished at that exact stage or coming back to something. Uh, and one technique we've started using is a thing that like Dan Harmon uses is to write like really bad on the nose lines mm-hmm. as filler. It's just like exactly the subtext of it or what that kind of thing. So we like borrowed it from him. But it's basically, you know, if someone is uh, really angry at someone, they're like, I am angry at you because deep down I'm insecure about my childhood or whatever. And like, really, that's not what someone's going to say. It's going to come out in nuance. But we just need to get the yeah. bad version on the line. Then we can come back and be like, all right, how do we actually say this properly? What are some interesting compromises on your writing style? Any relationship is about compromise on some level. You guys have obviously different perspectives and different backgrounds. Let's say you guys disagree on on a way you want to take this character somewhere mm-hmm. or this act should end there instead of there. Uh, has there been any weird compromise where you guys disagreed on on some story or narrative issue and then ended up meeting each other halfway? <laughs> That's a really good question. We're we're still we're a fresh team. You know, we haven't even been writing a year together. Uh, and 
and, and it's kind of miraculous to be able to say that. Yeah. Um, but, but thankfully, Nick is really smart. <laughs> um, <laughs> just putting that out there. Um, so when I'm stuck on something and he's like, I don't agree, we can find the root of the reason instead of like arguing about it. And, and he can provide solutions or I provide solutions because of what he tells me. Mm-hmm. And from there, we can work out that issue because if, if there's a note or if there's an issue and there's a, there's a reason for it always right yeah it's almost like finding the note behind the note within our mm-hmm. own process it's yeah. like i might think that i want the character to say this and she wants the character to say that but then we just pair it back to what the purpose of what they're saying is and what the strongest option is in general rather than us mm-hmm. kind of like representing and vying our own <laughs> uh execution of that kind of thing you know? And when we and when we really want something, let's like I would say every every pilot or every spec, there's maybe two or three lines or something that I'm just like, let's definitely have those two lines in there. Let's yeah. definitely have that joke. But I don't fight for more than that. Like it again, the drown your babies, re- release the preciousness, have have fun. You know what I'm saying? And 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 then also if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Let go of it, Kelly. Yeah, you know? that's the thing that I like to. You know, it's like sometimes it isn't worth. If someone's really passionate about something, let them have it. Put it in the script. And then later on, when you come back to it with fresh eyes, you're both going to be able to see whether it's working or not. Like, you don't need to, like, dig your heels in at that exact moment. If it's still not working, uh, when you go back and read over it a couple of weeks later, then you can bring it up again and you're going to have a more reasonable, logical discussion about it, you know? Otherwise, maybe you just need to kind of let go and let people have nice things. You're telling me you're not going to fight each other and then reveal that one of you is imaginary, like Fight Club? Uh, We're going to fight each other right now, actually. Uh, we've podcast. got some, like, we've got, like, a trident and a net and I was wondering uh, what some gladiators. Straight up Anchorman. By the end of this, there will be one. Hmm. <laughs> there will be one. Why'd you bring the uh, mind, though? I don't get that. Can, can I step aside real quick? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be live on Pocket. You're going to narrate it for us, Alex. <laughs> So, Nick, you brought up that you already had a manager when uh, you met Callie and mm-hmm. you brought her into the representation aspect. Um, yeah. So what what is it like to be represented as a team? It's interesting. It opens up a whole bunch of different things that you never really have to consider when you are um, a solo writer in terms of very early on when Kelly and I had just started writing together when we were still kind of arriving at that conclusion that, yes, we want to be a writing team and we want to be staffed together. I was starting to work on a TV idea with someone else. And so that uh, became like almost a little flashpoint for a minute because we were like, well, what happens if... I finish this with this other person and we start sending it out, you know, through my manager or just like, you know, to other people and, uh, people around town are like, well, he's a writing team with this guy. And then we start sending out our spec uh, or our like pilot and they're like, but he's also a writing team with her. Like, what is the Mm -hmm. deal? Like you need to present that kind of united front. So we really sat down and kind of had to come to a decision that we were going to be uh, an exclusive TV writing team together. Uh, that project ended up turning into a feature instead, so that was fine. And those are the other compromises we kind of had, is that like, we're allowed to work on features with other people or by ourselves. We are, you know, Kelly writes musicals with someone else. Uh, I've written like a short by myself, all that kind of thing. But at the very least, we've had to make the decision that all of our TV stuff going forward is going to be done together and we're like in this for the long run. How was it for you, Kelly, to join this this representation and put a label on the on your relationship? <laughs> well, I think I think for me, like again, because it's always I've always just wanted another writing partner. 
uh, it was a sacrifice I was willing to make. And and Nick has only been in LA for like what a year now. Mm-hmm. So me having five years experience, I had been it had been worked into my brain that like the moment you're a team, you're a team. Also, I'm very definitive and I can see the future. So I was like, Nick, <laughs> like just say yes, you know, because a lot of good things are in store. <laughs> but but that's like essentially like you don't meet a lot of people like me who who just know right away like okay this works and <laughs> and you know what I'm saying. But but it took him a little bit of discovery just because he's excited about working with other yeah, projects. Kelly other was people. my first writing partner. So I was yeah. like, oh, I've really got to get used to this. It's kind of like committing to a relationship. It really is. Yeah. Like it's like a platonic marriage. Kind yeah. of. So do you guys, uh, do you guys play the check or uh, <laughs> who pays? Um, yeah. But like, I guess like for me, I, I didn't see it as an end all be all. Like mm-hmm. I was still, I still had Matt, you know, I have another writing partner, Matt Dehan, who's brilliant composer and being able to use him in different capacities for my stage musicals. And hopefully our, our future work together is a, you know, bringing him yeah, in. Yeah, we want to kind of all team up to do a, a musical pilot. Yeah. So it should be really fun. And and Matt's just great. And so I, I was still having my creative outlets, you know what I'm saying? I have my musical improv team and I, I write solo features. I write features by myself. I write constantly. I've written a whole novel. I, I write, I write, I write, I write, I write. So how so. do you decide what is worth a, like a project that's worth being a team effort versus something that's going to be just a solo project? Hmm. I mean, often the ones that we work on together are ones that we have come up with together, or at least we have presented that kind of kernel of an idea to each other, and then it started to expand it. So, you know, at one stage in my life, the course women was uh, originated with me, but then once I brought it to Kelly, it began to change and expand and really take shape. And then so it was really both of ours at that point. Um, anything like that, I think sometimes we can take an existing thing that we've been worked on a long time ago. I know Kelly's had older projects. He's like, Hey, do you think we could like kind of revitalize this and turn it into a combined thing? And at that point, that's when kind of my perspective comes into it and it starts to really change and form and become a team effort. It's never really the case that someone's like, Hey, I have this completely written thing. You want to just put your name on it. We'll send it out. They're like, mm. that doesn't ever really work. Right, like right. that. <laughs> um, so it kind of has its own creative process joined between the two of us in order to be something that we decide on together, I guess. Yeah. And I mean, I can, I can attest that like I had to write solo recently for TV just because of a program that I was in that Nick couldn't be in. Mm -hmm. And so I had to write a whole pilot by myself, but as great as the pilot was, it was, I still feel like it's missing maybe that extra that Nick gives me. So if we work on that together in another pass and he actually helped me really like come up with some of the foundations and the character, well, we're familiar with the characters in our own way, but the concept, (laughs) um, just because it's kind of based off of some real life people, real life people uh, (laughs) that they know. So don't worry. (laughs) No, no, so they know very well. Um, but like him being able to come into that and step into that, it's, it's an asset. You know what I'm saying? Like, it feels a little bit less empty without him in it. So I need him to come in and we need to rebreak it or like redo it. Mm. And that's fine. Like, we're both very aware that this is the the future of us as a team. I feel like it's almost analogous to uh, when, you know, you have a project that finds its home um, with a producer or a studio or something. And then they have their development people come in and start to shape it to how they want to move forward. And they put their own stamp on it. It's kind of like that on a really micro scale with the two of us, I think. Hmm. It becomes a shared project with everyone's input rather than just one person's thing that someone is giving a couple of notes on. Is there anything you you miss uh, being in a team versus being a solo writer? Being able to write pantless. Pantless? What? We haven't discussed this yet. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, For me, personally, honestly... It, it, there is more availability. If you if you are still at home and you come home after a long night and you still have energy to write at 3 a.m. in the morning, you just can't 
do it without your writing partner anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that's the only thing. That's why I'm mm-hmm. glad I have other outlets. But that is that is tough, scheduling, finding time. Yeah, it's both the strength and weakness of the partnership in terms of scheduling is that uh, if you do set a time to sit down and work for three, four hours, you're going to make that, you're going to actually go out of your way to meet that person and write for that amount of time. If you set your own schedule and you're like, I think I'm going to write something tonight, you can very easily procrastinate and make excuses and not get it done. But at the same time, like Kelly says, you can't just decide to open it up at work and I'm going to write the second act right now because you want them there with mm. their input on it. I mean, I, for- I forgot what I was going to say. Gosh, Nick, can you f- can you answer for me since you're my writing partner? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What was Kelly uh, uh, thinking just now? But, but, but like Kelly says, when you do have other outlets you make available to yourself, like writing features or writing shorts or writing musicals, then I think uh, it helps uh, ameliorate that, you know, sense of feeling trapped to only writing with a person or something like that. Like if I really wanted to, I can come up with a, a feature idea off the top of my head and go scroll myself away somewhere for a weekend and start writing and i don't need kelly are you saying you guys have an open relationship where you can cheat on each other (laughs) yeah give or take honestly but not with tv we pretty much are set with each other we're like okay we can do other things in other mediums but tv is kind of our focus what as a team Mm -hmm. i was gonna say actually uh, bouncing off of the previous idea that you said about discipline and um, just getting somebody to like crack the whip and be like, hey, let's like meet up that is that is true the writing partnership becomes it almost for people who are who weren't writing constantly every week, like 15 to 20 hours, like the writing team becomes a part-time job. You right. have to, like we're disciplined. We're like every week, let's try. Like every yeah, week, You need every to prioritize time. it over other commitments and things like that. Yeah. Like you'll move stuff because this is basically outside of like your own job that pays the bills or maybe like a significant other. This is the biggest priority for us. Yeah, it, it is truly a part-time job. Mm-hmm. And then, and thinking of it in that way and eventually it becoming a full-time job, you know, it, um, there's some real benefits to that as well as negatives because yeah. you that takes up more time. That I think that is the nature of TV is the fact that it is such a commitment because we are aiming to get stuffed in a room as a full-time job working with each other five days a week, eight to ten hours a day uh, for the rest of our lives or careers until, you know, until a certain point. So that's why it needs to be a commitment. Yeah. And, and moving on to the, the writer's room and the kind of the business side, um, what is that dynamic like in the room? How do you approach, you know, pitching or do you look at each other before seeing something in the room or how does that work? Yeah. I mean, we have been doing this recently with an unnamed, uh, studio for some unnamed work. Uh, <laughs> we can, we can bleep it out. Yeah. It's bleep. Uh, yeah. What, what are you, you, you jumping? Um, so it's different. Nick and I are really good at, um, again, uh, humility. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that we're really good at the moment that we walk through the door filling out people. We we were people 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 persons. <laughs> we are right? people, person, people people. people we're, we're humans. People. Um and so when depending on like what executive we're pitching to, you know, uh, when it comes to just like our pilots and people wanting to pick us up and meet us as writers and potentially put us on staffing lists and or buy our idea, every time we go in it's like a different dynamic. Um it's dependent on kind of the vibes that we're given and just how we want to go about it like there's been times that nick and i have had more like of our rehearsed pitch like literally mm. like where we would jump on each other and, and like he here, here's a- where we hand off to each other to say the different things if we're like really pitching a project but other times like it is literally just just having that 
sense of reading the room and mm-hmm. know and like reading each other and knowing when is a good time to jump in and kind of pick up from there or you know letting someone have that space to talk yeah. i mean are you like separate individuals in in that in that writer's room like in the tv writer's room you're yeah. two minds so is it just you are just pitching solo kind of assuming it's not a project but specific yes episodes and no it's like a little bit of both so basically for this latest thing we went away and came up with a ton of story pitches together and so everything we worked on was formed with collabor- you know collaboratively but then when it came to the room um we didn't always have just one voice or alternating voices pitching our ideas we would actually kind of like it was going around the room in a circle everyone pitching their story ideas so i would say one and then kelly would say one and we maybe we would choose the ones that we felt more attached to or that you know we had more of a stake in but um so in that way they were our collective ideas but uh, and we were i guess pitching them as a team but but as individuals at the same as time. individuals at the table so it's some yeah. kind of weird like schroding as writing right. team. <laughs> and, it, and it was interesting too because like while nick was pitching i'd be like you you're the partner you laugh when you think of something funny you chime in if you have something to say mm-hmm. and and there's an organicness in the room too like other writers are are telling you things showrunners are telling you things you're getting feedback and it's very um it, it, it's the movement is happening and so as as energy's flowing you got to be like responsive to that so like if i pitch a joke it, like that we didn't formally discuss or previously discuss we already think we have group think group think oh no but we have very similar sort of styles in, in comedy so i know that like hey i forgot i didn't pitch this because i didn't even have this joke but like let me help his pitch by like pitching this funny joke as he's pitching it and mm-hmm. it only helps us yeah. so, like the ultimate yeah. wing woman yeah, yeah. And, or wing men honestly and yeah. then yeah when we were breaking our story with the showrunners um we would obviously be pitching on the same idea, but then so were they. So it's like, you know, there was an established idea there of, of you know, the springboard of the episode. And uh, then we would just kind of like hand off and put in our own little takes and spins on it. And here's where we think it could go. Yeah. It's a mixed bag. And it cha- and it changes. Like the room that we were in was very receptive. Like I was, I was, I was certainly talking a lot. Uh, I feel like I was. Was I talking a lot? Uh, not I, anything more see, than anyone no, else. No, no, this is why I have a mirror. This is why I have a mirror right here to make Definitely, me feel better. That room was like it did feel very equal. There wasn't any particular yeah. credence given to more senior writers or anything, which was yeah. You know, and unique. and the showrunner's great, and you just got a great vibe right away. But if, for example, we walked into a room and it was a different vibe, and people were more but like all old friends, and we're kind of coming in as newbies, I think that our approach would have been different. Totally. So, yeah. yeah. So moving on to uh, staffing. First of all, how do you guys pitch yourselves as a team when you have, let's say, a general meeting? How does that work? Do you pitch, oh, I'm Nick, I'm Australian, and I'm, you know, it's like you guys have your own background and things, or is it just, we are one mind? We actually walk in uh, with a trench coat on, on each other's shoulders, and then uh, with like like a Vincent Adultman? Yeah, yeah. And then we open it up, and we're like, ta-da, and Kelly does a cartwheel, and then I start singing a song. Yeah, it's it's a whole thing. We're thinking of doing the next one, what's it called, Identical Twins, where we wear the same outfit, and and I put on a beard, and (laughs) my hair orange, and they don't know which one's Nick and which one's Kelly. Which one's which? 
So Kelly, yeah. how are you today? You basically you need a, a horrible gimmick. No, uh, so that, <laughs> obviously that was all a bit. But um, yeah, I mean, basically, particularly at general meetings and things like that, um, they want to hear firstly wh- who you are as individuals and where you came from, and then they're always interested in how you came together and why. In the same way that you asked us those things, so we will give a little short spiel about our respective backgrounds, and then inevitably the question will come: How did you meet? Why did you start writing together? You know why are you working together kind of thing and so it, it just kind of joins it all together so again it's uh, a little from column a a little from column b mm. and i and i joke about it a lot but i kind of like being honest about it because i find it fun but like i'm literally the best of both worlds like uh humility um but <laughs> but like you know nick's a really intelligent smart funny white guy from australia and i'm the opposite I'm um, really dumb, stupid. I just was trying to. I was trying to do the writer thing where you oh. balance. Um, and and I'm a I'm a minority uh, and a female writer. And so it, there's something we offer both differences. And so in the room, you know, or as as we're pitching ourselves as staff writers, you know, he's helping me as much as I'm helping him. You know, he's he's making me the non diversity hire, and I'm making him <laughs> more. No, I'm not. I'm not kidding. Like it, it really does help. And then you know, I'm giving him the edge that he needs. You know, as he's brilliant, but also you know it could hinder him being a white male. And, and it, it, there's a real benefit, I think, as honest as that statement is, to our partnership. And and also this idea of it's usually easier for lower level staff writing positions to get a team because they pay half the cost or it's you know, so two true. for the price of one. Yeah. Um, so yep. <laughs> what well, thoughts on that, on those playing money between two people? I love making less money. That's just it's something it's I've always loved. Is favorite uh, thing. Is, uh, no, uh, obviously it sucks, but in the, in the respect that it could help us get in the door of a room a little easier. I'm all for it. Like I'm not at this stage of my career. I'm not doing it for the money. I'm doing it for the experience and I'm doing it for the satisfaction of getting to do something that I've loved my whole life. And I've always wanted to do professionally. And just the notion of being paid for it, even if they were paying me like, 20 bucks or something to come don't in say and that, write. Don't say that. <laughs> Actually, please don't pay us 20 bucks. WJ minimum, please. My manager is going to kill me right now. I'm just pitching myself as worth 20 bucks. But uh, no, I think the point I'm trying to make is that until I own a yacht and have to pay uh, off my loans for my children and whatever, uh, then I don't really mind so much. I mean, money's nice, but... I'm really smart, so I could have been like a surgeon or a lawyer or something, but life's not about money. So <laughs> I did this because I love it and I need to make a living off of it. Yes. But I think that as writers and, uh, you know, as a writing team, we can make a living off this. Uh, we just have to be a little bit more frugal and smart and harder working because it's two heads against one. So like, for example, if one person's staffed, they may not find as much time to write on their own personal matters, but Nick and I are, we're, we're more than just a, like a, a writing team. We, we are a producing team. We're active. We're type A's and we want to be the next Dan Harmon's. You know what I'm saying? Are you, are you saying you're more than a paper team? Ooh. <laughs> we're more, we are more than a bird. We are more, more. than a plane. Uh, are you Superman? <laughs> Uh, I mean, have we ever actually discussed what a paper team is no, in this podcast, no, it's despite not. it being our namesake? Uh, it's our namesake, but... Oh. Uh, I, the basic thing for anyone who's curious is sometimes, and this is a, a practice that is not looked upon... Uh, WGA frowned upon. Yeah. Um, rooms or shows or something like that might ask two writers to become a writing team who previously weren't 
for the purposes of being able to get them both in the room without having to pay any more money. That is often the case with assistants within those shows, whether it's a writer's assistant or a script coordinator or a showrunner's assistant, and they both are on track to be leveled up to staff writer. However, either the network or the production company doesn't necessarily want to pay for two positions, so they ask the two assistants to partner up in a fictional team, i.e. a paper team, a team on paper, um, so that they have the two brains in the in the writer's room without paying for both. Um, so this is this entire podcast, actually. We're splitting every every month <laughs> with the Nick. Yeah, I, I wanted to do a podcast by myself, and Alex wanted to do a podcast by himself, but then our, our podcast network forced us to, to team up. No, it's basically uh, what happened. Right? <laughs> and just to go back to that writer's room mentality, what, what do you think is the, the main um, draw, besides the financial incentive, of being a writing team within a writer's room i mean in the same way that it helps us i think it helps with the room in terms of having two perspectives and but at the same time two perspectives that are so used to being cohesive and you know we're both offering something very different but we already know and have trained how to work that into um the same kind of intention and idea so you know Kelly has all these great ideas and I have all these great ideas. We already know how to kind of smack them together into the best possible thing and throw it out in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't hurt to have one person always at least make you laugh, laugh at your jokes and make you feel good, you know, while everyone else is giving you blank <laughs> yeah. stares. We get to be each other's number one fan. Like, you know, she pitches something. I'm like, yeah. ha, ha, I, I you are the funniest those, person alive. I, I hold one of those foam fingers underneath behind it. It says <laughs> yeah. number one. And then I have a pom-pom. We a get like the cheerleader pom-poms. Or the, the canned laughter that you see in multi-cans. Yep. Like, yeah. Someone's there to hit the the rooms button. love us. <laughs> that is amazing. I, I'm going to hire you guys right now on this mm. podcast. <laughs> Do you guys use any interesting resources to manage your team, either your scheduling or your running or anything like that between each other? I'm I'm trying to think. I I know that I've really wanted to look into some cool like online programs if that's what you're talking about. Like I know like Writers Duet has some really cool mm-hmm. share stuff that is really great, like live editing and you know everything like that. We've used Google. Drive a couple times, I think. Yeah, if serves me correctly. Facebook, <laughs> yeah, so the ultimate tool. It's like the best because mm-hmm. we can just message each other whenever. Yeah, I mean, we definitely like. I hope our bosses aren't listening, but when we're at work, sometimes we could like shoot each other messages and be like, Hey, what are you thinking about this idea? And, you know, Oh, we should do this when we write tonight and all that kind of thing. So, but yeah, there's no like magic tool that we have. Um, in terms of like resources, I think, uh, minerals and lumber are important. <laughs> uh, we, we need use a more table. lumber. We need, uh, we need more settlers minerals. of Catan. <laughs> <laughs> Graphite. You uh, know. I trade her seven sheep for, uh, <laughs> one wool, one cattle. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, that's that's how you write, everyone. Settlers of Catan. For those for those curious about how to start a team, I actually get asked this question a lot. Like, how do you start one? Where do you find these people? Yeah, I can only speak from my own personal perspective. That my first writing team was re- we seriously were on the same sketch team, and he and I were in college together, and we just had a lot of laughter. Like we we had a very similar taste in comedy. Was, we thought things were funny. And he wanted to write at the time. So I was like, let's, let's, let's join up. Let's do this. Let's write. And he also was very slacky. So it was nice for me to kind of like be the pickup and, and it was a friendship. It was a friendship far before, way Mm -hmm. before it was a a writer's team. So, you know, if you have that best friend from college or from home or your sister or your brother, those are some of my favorite writers teams, honestly, is because you can just tell that they're each other's best friend and they've been working together forever. And there's that kind of 
continuity. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nick and I don't have that. Necessarily. We've been writing together for less than a year, but because we write so similarly, similarly, there's, there was like an effortlessness to mm-hmm. it. And it seems like we've been writing partners for mm-hmm. way longer than we have been. Um, yeah. I mean, you see that like <laughs> some of the best writing teams out there in Hollywood are like husband and wife teams yeah. or like things like that. There's people that do have that connection are great, but at the same time, you don't necessarily need to have known them for life, but I think you do need to hold them to a high standard and you need to be kind of pretty picky about who you choose as a writing partner because you don't want someone who is going to end up flaking on you and wasting your time or you get halfway through a pilot and they give up on it or even worse, you get a bunch of pilots done and then they decide that it's not really for them. They don't really mm-hmm. want to like be in TV and then you can't use any of them anymore. So, um, you know, it's really important that you guys have similar goals, a similar level of passion and I think it's important that you have... Uh, a lot of respect for them and their ability. I think you need to think that they're at least as good a writer as you. If not better. If, yeah, if if preferably better. better. Yeah. Um, because then that's going to drive you to be better and uh, you guys will work out. If you're the smartest writer in the room, you're probably in the wrong room. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, and that's exactly it. It's like, mm-hmm. don't force it. It'll be natural. It'll, it'll happen. And the biggest thing is trust. And you have to like know that person, like the person's ethics and goals and, see if the that works you know some people work better with that b the b personality with the a personality the the slacker versus the hard worker and the dynamic pays off nick and i are not that like the serial killer and the cop (laughs) (laughs) you know but yeah don't forget that it is a really big commitment and it's not one that should be taken lightly like i do know there are people who go around being like you know they discover someone else as a writer like five minutes into a networking thing like we should write something together it's like i know nothing about you i don't haven't read any of your work anything like that it's not something to just kind of go off the cuff and try writing with someone for the sake of it you really need to make sure that you guys are a good match Mm -hmm. and it's beyond just writing i mean Mm -hmm. this is are you are you putting in just as much effort to meet people? Are you putting in just as much effort to leave your house? Are you putting in just as much effort into getting coffees and drinks? I mean, we're two minds. We're two people who are meeting twice as many people right. and working twice as hard. And mm-hmm. I think that every writer needs to have that. You know, I think that that's a responsibility of the team. And I do know that there are some teams out there that don't have that dynamic. Yeah. That's fine. But I don't think it benefits you as much. Right. Totally. Oh, my God, Nick. Are you proposing to Kelly right now? This is happening. Oh, my gosh. Is that what the mermaid and the mine were for? What's going on? <laughs> oh, my God. The trident. The trident. Give me the trident. <laughs> no. This is a, a platonic writing relationship. <laughs> sorry yes. to disappoint everyone who's already shipping us out there from yeah. the start of this podcast. And I'm sorry that I stabbed you with the trident. Out it's of fine. It'll. I think the real ship is between us, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> what's, uh, what's our, like, uh, slash name? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and I'll, I'll put in request for shipping me with Tom Hiddleston. I'm <laughs> Nalix. N- Nalix. Oh my God. This Nalix. Is so- <laughs> Neelix. Neelix. All right. And on that note, we would like to thank our dear listeners for investing time listening to us. And especially a big thank you to Kelly for joining us today. Thanks thank for you. having me, fellas. <laughs> So if you want to leave us a review, uh, that would be awesome. You can do that at paperteam.co slash iTunes. That's dot co. Uh, any reviews and ratings you leave will make us look cool. And then other people <laughs> will be like, whoa, look at that cool podcast. I'm going to listen to that. And that, that way we'll be happy and make more stuff for you. And I'm online at TV Calling. I'm at underscore NJ Watson. And I'm Kaylin Rock. Kaylin Rock. Kaylin Rock. Uh, any feedback, thoughts, opinions, uh, suggestions, uh, things 
things that you think we should cover in the future, you can shoot that to us at ask at paperteam.co. That's A-S-K at paperteam.co. Especially hate mail. We love hate mail. Oh, yeah. We're racking up a big list of enemies. <laughs> I don't even know if you know this, Kelly, but everyone hates us. How about love mail? You guys ship Love mail. mail. Ship yeah, it, ship uh, it any, any slash fiction uh, that you guys want to send. Please, please, please don't. Please do. <laughs> <laughs> we did it live on air. Oh, <laughs> And uh, speaking of pitching things, next week's topic is TV pitching. Uh, we're going to be talking about the different kinds of pitch meetings you'll be encountering in television and general do's and don'ts. You should definitely always ship the executives of that company. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, thanks, guys. See you next time.